The following podcast will contain graphic, disgusting, crass, foul, mature, and immature content. This is Rascal Toscobble, half-elf rogue. And nothing will stop me from killing Chad. It's just not in hard meat. Oh wow. The high off wizard. And I'm invincible. This is Sir Colvick Dykesy. Half orc cleric. And I like my lasagna baked. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team. You'd have to fart just to stay sane. Treasure, treasure, treasure. Oh no, not at all. Stab oh, one of these. Yeah, the same. <laughs> stab a corpse. Nice stab. Well done, Mitch. Yeah, well, okay. Well, well, okay. Just obviously just shocked and surprised. Let's uh, move on then. You're cool with death. What do you, what do you think kobolds desire most in the world? Aren't they greedy little fuckers? Don't they want gold? That would be a 28. Oh, man. All five kobolds see this gold coin drop. (laughs) (laughs) This should go down in history as like some kind of kobold massacre. Uh Seriously. 11. 11 is actually a miss. Holy fuck. I didn't realize you could miss. What are the chances one is watching from the shadows and can spread the word of what happened here? Do you want that or don't want that? Maybe I want that. Man, the Roscoe show. Shitty, shitty, bang, bang, shitty, shitty, bang, bang. You see me, you see me. As you peer around the corner, you see a massive cavern that is the resting place of Cryphalex. And it is wall-to-wall treasure. I want to pin Mitch to the floor with my immovable rod, and then leave. This is going to be the most badass thing we've ever fought. Like, it would probably kill us. Also, I fully expected stats to be sky-high. Probably. According to Google. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just you wait. But remember, we're invincible. (laughs) <laughs> can you cast a rumor on this thing? I can only cast an illusion that's 20 by 20. And it doesn't fit around the dragon? It won't. I I don't know if it'll fit around that. Maybe while it's sleeping right now because it's a 20 by 20. Because it's curled up. Curled up. You know, I'm going to just look real quick at actual size of ancient red dragon 5e. How big is a dragon? This thing says, stands 32 to 64 feet tall. Such creatures usually take a 20 foot square of place and have 15 foot reach if they are longer than 20 foot reach. So it's not standing. I guess it would be curled up sleeping. So maybe it would work. I don't know. Never mind your box spell. 
My gear illusion spell, how big an illusion can you cast? 20 by 20. That's the biggest illusion I can cast. So we can, like, ever see Mission Impossible 3? When they have that screen in the hallway? Yeah. You couldn't do one of those? 20 by 20. An illusion you could just, like, walk behind? You're talking yeah. about actually, like, setting up a screen? Yes. That's a cool scene in that movie. That's a pretty cool idea, actually. But we actually don't know where the stones are now. But it only... Well, I could create one that moves with us. Because I can... I mean, as long as we're not in combat, I think I could make that image move with us. At this point, I'm totally going to walk up to you guys and say, Hey, what you guys talking about? <laughs> Things that were way older than you, you wouldn't understand. Okay. What are these things? Uh, we're talking about maybe making an illusion to sneak by the dragon. You guys do still have the mental link. You could talk that way if you wanted. Or you can keep whispering. That's cool, too. Well, I'm not sure if they want Mitch to hear or what, but I just hear them actually talking back and forth. So I'm mm-hmm. just kind of getting up curious. So, uh, okay, illusion. Okay, we've done this before. Awesome. Um, do I do this mentally, talking out, or what's going on? In this little pool up here. It looks like those are screaming faces in the pool. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> nice. Okay, so what's the plan? We gotta decide something. Should I just sneak and see if I can steal these things and sneak back to you and we can all leave? That's the mental plan right now. I'm guessing we're just talking out loud. Yeah. I guess that sounds pretty good to me. I mean, yeah. Do you want invisibility? Yeah. I'll probably take every advantage I can get sneaking around in here. All right. I'm going to cast invisibility on Roscoe. Okay. Invisibility is cast. Where is the dragon here? We can see him, right? Uh, yeah. It'd be just like... I'm going to scoot your character down just far enough that you can see... See him now? He's in the center of this big horde. Oh, wow. Wow. That's scary. Okay. Quite massive. So is this where I am now? Uh, well, I'm going to keep you, like, basically around the corner until you guys finish deciding on what prep you want to do. All right, am I invisible? You are. Well, I cast invisibility on you. Mm-hmm. All right. Thinking around. Invisible. <laughs> well, I see where I am. Penetrate. <laughs> uh, so if you move up to the northern edge of the cavern, so and I suppose I should describe this here, it is, uh, the cavern itself is, what is that? From my ring of penetrating, let me see magical objects. Mm, it doesn't call out that things are magical, I guess I'd say, if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Um, so this cavern itself, the open area that you guys now stand in is about 120 feet north to south, and probably 60, 70 feet, depending on where you're standing, east to west. At the southern half of this, is basically filled with treasure. And uh, the northern half is just sort of like the entryway leading up to it. And the dragon herself is in the middle of that gigantic pile of treasure. So if you scooted up to the north, you would just see that there's like these little, uh, those are like rock pillars and whatnot extending upward. Heading down towards the dragon. All right, so now the way we're going to do this is I'm going to have you... We're going to make some contested checks here of your stealth versus this dragon's perception. And I also want to get within visual range of the dragon, too. Peeking up behind a pillar, I just want to be able to see the dragon. I'll follow Melvin. All right. So, do, do, do. 
You guys are about there. So you guys are, let's just draw a line with this convenient tool. You guys are about 40 feet from the dragon, hidden sort of kind of behind that corner. Roscoe begins sneaking forward. And what we're going to call it is every, what's your movement speed? 30? Let's do every 30 feet we're going to do a contested roll here. Uh, so go ahead and, and you're going to roll at advantage because the dragon is asleep. Or actually, you know what? I'm going to do that backwards. I'm going to do disadvantage for the dragon for being unconscious. So and while Roscoe's doing this, I want to be prepared to cast a, a greater image spell. Should he 29 get detected or the dragon, I think, wakes up. 30... All right, so you make it to about there. And actually, let's do this. You only get one dice. He's doing... Right, he only gets one. You get disadvantage. Yeah, I'm going to be rolling the two dice. Oh, you don't want me to roll at advantage? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to roll at disadvantage for the dragon. I mean, it more or less equates to the same thing. But So now now that you've made it 30 feet, let's have you make a perception roll. 15. Not quite enough to see it yet. Let's walk another 30 feet. Or I'm assuming you're going to walk another 30 feet. Um, <laughs> 23 uh, that's enough uh, make another perception roll one you still don't see it freaks me the crap uh, alright now let me get the whole scenario here I assume you're kind of creeping along the wall so that's where I'm going to keep moving you uh, another movement 32 oh, yeah, you had to beat a 20 so that was pretty good uh, make me a perception roll 10 Still don't see it. Uh, Fucking hell. Get another 30 feet of movement. Uh oh. 23. You just fucking beat it. Uh, Make another perception roll. 16. Alright, so this time you see it. I'm going to draw it on the little map here. See that red box I just drew on the map? Mm -hmm. That is your target. So you got to make it about 30 feet to it, which would involve more of these rolls. 19. Uh, uh, that's enough. Oof. Uh, by one. So you get over to it and you get... Um, so and Chad, by the way, had asked you guys to get these two specific gems, but then like whatever other gems you can grab, because that'll be handy for his skull making. Uh, <laughs> so you grab the eyes, I'm assuming, and then scoop a handful of other gems into your pockets. Sure. And then start walking back. Mm-hmm. Stealthy and creepy. Here we go. You got to beat a 20. 20. All right. That's good. That oh. gets you... Wow. Or sorry, match, I should say. it. Okay. Uh, you got two more of these until you're back to the group. Uh, 25. 18. You're good there. One more. You got one Come on. last. Don't. Screw Don't. it up. 24. You needed to beat a 21. Uh, yeah. yeah! Peed my pants a little as I got back to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the dragon smells it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys all huddle up around the corner. Do we want to kill it anyway? <laughs> Almost. I think we should get out of here and then maybe role play like we did the last time and see what happens. But... Oh, no, I'm not going to give you guys the benefit. If you want to try and kill this thing, you got to try and kill this thing. Oh. I mean, we're free and clear right now if we want to be. We could shoot an arrow at it yeah. and not leave. Uh. <laughs> Giggling as you run away. 
So, do we want to no. have a lot of treasure around us? Do we want to put down the portable hole and... That's what I was thinking. Put a bunch of shit in it? That would be pretty cool. I mean, anything can wake this beast, though. That's the only downside. It's treasure about beyond your wildest dreams. I think fighting this dragon's a terrible fucking idea. Invincible. <laughs> How the fuck are we going to fight a huge-ass dragon? Wing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will tell you guys that, like, there's a certain amount of plot armor that you're wearing, but it's, it doesn't extend to everything. And I, I already know how I would continue the podcast if, you know, these characters died, so. <laughs> Melvin Jr. <laughs> <laughs> this dragon's going to be so mad at us. <laughs> you're like Bilbo Toscobble. <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo Toscobble. What a stupid name Bilbo was. <laughs> Slash funny. Bilbo. Bang Do you think there's regular old people named Bilbo? I would totally <laughs> doubt it. Yeah, Bilbo. for sure. Uh-huh. Sure. Those books have been around for, what, 100 years? <laughs> Bilbo yeah. Hardmeat. I- well, the Hobbit is probably, what, 1950? Thereabouts. Bilbo ho- Hobbit Meat. Yeah, I don't think we should fight this thing. I mean, as much as I want to, maybe we can go back and... uh mess it up but if anything we'd get sweet experience and maybe another hit point um another level out of it <laughs> cough cough but mm. i'm not or we say discretion's the better part of valor uh-huh. and remember we don't really get experience based on killing things but experience based on life experience and this would be pretty awesome huge. yeah but Does i don't matter if we kill it or not i don't think we'd hear it. i don't think we'd hear it i killed like more kobolds than cancer I think I got experience. <laughs> Good job, you. Uh, is there any treasure around here that we see that's pretty awesome? I mean, you guys see nothing I but think, awesome treasure as far know. as the eye can see. I think we can scoop some, like, Into if the, the portal is open, we can, like, fucking grab a handful and then run into the portal. I mean, look at this dragon. It, It's not even going to be able to fit past some of this shit anyway. Yeah. I mean, are we standing in treasure right now? Not yet, no. It is uh, kind of around the corner from where you're at, maybe 20 feet away. Oh, is it just around the dragon? Yeah, it's like... So imagine that there is a... Uh, what did I say this was going to be? About 60, 70 feet. Imagine that there is a hemisphere of... Not a hemisphere, what am I thinking of? A semicircle of treasure that fills up the whole ass end of this cavern and is spilling out in front of it. Does Benedict Cumberbatch voice the dragon? Did he do that in... Uh, he did smog. He did smog, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know. I think maybe we can go ahead and, like, grab some of this while we go in the portal. That'd be our big chance. What if we set the portal up, like, right next to the treasure? Grab some and fucking run through giggling. <laughs> <laughs> How... When the, the portal Peter Griffin laugh, all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> how long does the portal last when it's open? Um, how long does it last? Let's call it thirty seconds. But I don't think it'd be. I mean, is portal portal big enough for a dragon to go through? I don't think so. I don't think so either. What if you tried to bind this dragon while we grab treasure for like twenty seconds? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it. All right, let's do it. F it. Okay. So we're <laughs> so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have we're gonna have Mitch kind of where he is right now, 
ready to we open the, the portal. I have we the have the portal. rod. We have oh, you have the portal. That's yeah, right. We have you to have give it back portal. to him. So yeah, give it back to him. Why? I can I can know how to work it. Okay. But I don't want you to come with it. Like I I will run, drop the portable hole, try to scoop as much treasure into it as I can. Why? Do you want me to do it? I have a little more athletics than you do. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty stealthy. All right, know. all right. I don't know if it's gonna matter. It, as soon as this treasure starts falling into a hole, I'm pretty sure this dragon's gonna wake up. Well, I'm also pretty sure that as soon as you like try to bind it to the ground, it's gonna wake it up. Well, I'm not gonna do anything until <coughs> I think it's gonna wake up. I think we should just leave. <laughs> no, I want treasure. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get us all killed. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so I get. So how how close to the dragon do I have to be in order to get treasure? Uh, the nearest, or sorry, rather, I should say the farthest edge of treasure from the dragon is about 30 feet. I'll actually go against this plan. 30 feet away from the dragon? I mean, it extends out 30 feet from the dragon. It actually extends about 30 feet in all directions from the dragon. Oh, that, that, That's pretty fucking yeah, close to the with dragon. My mind, I would, <laughs> say, I would say no. I mean, all my treasure is back in uh, um, the real treasure is our memories. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I forgot to... That uh, friendship? <laughs> Godland. Yasia? Yasia, yeah. My treasure is in Yasia. I'd say, let's go back. I don't need all this. We're pretty rich as we go. I have an idea. <laughs> Hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking we could use Victor's Magnificent Fist to go and scoop up a bunch of treasure. And then bring it back to us. Victor's Magnificent Fist? Victor's Magnificent Fist? Victor's Magnificent Fist. Victor's Magnificent Fist. And fist us some treasure. Alright. That's safe enough. You're gonna fist your way to treasure. <laughs> Ready? I'm opening the portal. Well, first I wanna look around. I wanna see if... Can I find any particular juicy treasure bits that I can see that look pretty awesome? Oh my goodness. Um... Hmm... <laughs> we'll say that there is a there is a solid gold maybe half sized scale water nymph statue that is made entirely of gold and then like it's big like how big well like I should say it's not big I mean it's big for a chunk of gold but it looks like it's solid gold and it would be I don't know, a normal water nymph would be maybe like five, six feet. So this is like a three foot tall gold statue. Like, and it's it's like really well done. It's like water splashing, but it's made of gold and it's this water nymph like coming up out of the water. How does Mitch feel about this plan? Have you guys been telling Mitch this plan? I mean, I figured we'd be yeah. talking tell it. Yeah, we're kind of talking, I'm kind of talking it out. All right, so Mitch, I think you guys have gotten the bloodlust into him and all of the rest of it. And the whole time, like, you guys are like, you know, we're going to steal from this dragon. We're going to steal from this dragon. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, whatever you guys say, like, he's into. You've got awesome. you've got Mitch all fucking riled up. Yeah. It's going to take him two or three days to settle down after this. Well, if he lives. So I see this water nymph statue. Tell me, like, how how is it positioned? Um, It Doggy. is... It's propped up. Uh, it, it's upright. It's got like a solid base. It's upright. It's maybe listing at like a 10 degree angle or something like that. 
Because, like, all the treasure in here is not, like, arranged. It's just sort of piled up, this mass, mass amount of wealth. So it's just sort of, like, resting on a fucking pile of gold, but it's upright. Okay. Is it? It's not, like, half buried in gold or in the ground or anything like that? Yeah, there's a little ridge of gold and gems and shit resting up against it, but it's not, like, uh, how would I say it? Restrained, I guess, in any way? Is there any sweet weapons around? Uh, you see a bunch of weapons and stuff around, but you can't, like, without deeper investigation, you wouldn't be able to tell which ones are worth taking. I see any gemstones around? Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. An endless sea, Neo. I'm all for shooting for that portal myself. I mean, that, that gold is tempting, but not more than what I have back in Yasia. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let me ask, like, do we think I can use the Magnificent Fist to go grab some treasure? Which Magnificent Fist? <clears throat> well, I'm glad you asked, because it's Victor's Magnificent Fist. <laughs> magnificent Fist! And I'm guessing a solid gold three-foot statue is going to be... Uh, wait, Victor's Magnificent Fist, I believe, has a strength rating of 29. Sorry, I spaced out for a second there. Boy, I don't know how I even find that out. I think that's what, I think that's what the... It doesn't say anything like that in the description. I just, like an idiot, googled Magnificent Fist. (laughs) 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 Thankfully, nothing terrible happened. Except for an album by Sean Nicholas Savage. Called Magnificent Fist? Yes. Does it have sweet album artwork? Uh, It's him, I'm assuming him, in a trench coat on a beach staring off into the sunset. Um... And the the top song is Inner Natural World. The second song is Blow Me Away. I feel like we need to listen to Blow Me Away. Man, look at this fucking guy. Oh, we should steal the shit. Steal the shit and... Uh... All right, so the Magnificent Fist has a strength rating of 34. Because it says it has a strength rating of 26 plus 8. So I assume that's 34? I don't know why it says plus 8. For rolls and such? Or no, plus 8 would be... Plus 8 would be what the modifier would be. So it's... What was the first number again? 26. All right, so it has a strength rating of 26. I love that somebody Googled this question and said it as, how much can 5E carry? Like, how much can 5th edition carry? How much can 5th edition carry? <laughs> how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? A woodchuck wood could carry. Uh, it's score multiplied by 15. Uh, 15 times 26. Uh, yeah, I think this thing is under 400 and, or uh, 390 pounds. Let's just say it's like tree fitty. And God, what would 350 pounds worth of gold be worth? That's a big number. Mm. Anywho. <laughs> Based on your current exchange rate. <laughs> As uh, one would do. Mm-hmm. As one does. All right. So you're able to get this. You, you will be able to rather because we're not going to start doing stuff just yet. You will be able to lift this statue with this magnificent fist. Whose magnificent fist? Victor's magnificent fist. Victor's magnificent fist. Victor's magnificent fist. Victor's magnificent fist. Mm, Victor's magnificent 
Nice. Uh, so yes, you'll be able to lift this statue. So run through, uh, run through the plan for me one more time. All right. Give me a step-by-step layout. What's going to happen is I'm going to cast Victor's Magnificent Fist. And uh, I'm going to have the fist kind of go over like one of those stupid hanging grapple games like you see in the arcade. <laughs> and it's going to drop down and very gently pluck this three-foot golden statue okay. from whatever it's embedded in right now. And then quickly bring it back. And I'm going to have the portable hole open and ready to go. And it's going to drop it in the portable hole. And uh, hopefully the portal will be open by then. And I'm probably going to be the last one through it. But I'm going to yank the portable hole and uh, travel through. the. Will the portal remain open like after Roscoe is through it? Or does he have to be the last one through it? Uh, so I said 30 seconds and I'm just going to stick with it. The hole is just going to be open for 30 seconds. Okay. So, that's the plan. I think you should... I'm correcting the plan. Uh, what are the odds you think you wake this dragon? Pretty good. Yeah. Like, super good. Yeah, I'd say all the good. We don't want to grab two things? <laughs> <laughs> What's the second thing you want to grab? I don't know if I... Can I, I don't think I, I can think... grab more with, unless I make another trip. If, uh, I, if I don't wake the dragon, then yeah, I'd say we'd go for more. You Let's do it. Sons oh. of bitches. All right. So it. All right. So when is the when is the portal gonna get opened? As as soon as the if we see the dragon wake up, then some. Well, I would say yeah. So you have to do sneaks as soon as yeah as soon as the dragon wakes, right? So you have time to run back if need be. All right. So let's play this out. Oof. Step one: Victor's magnificent fist is cast. And well, you would have to get up to the the treasure first, right? Yeah, how far and away can you move that thing? You get like 120 feet or some shit, it's right? Super long range. But you have to. So you would do Victor's magnificent fist. It would like fucking carnival arm that to the holding bag, right? He's gonna lift it, not drag it. Yep. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast magnificent fist, lift it, and then it's gonna go like I don't know how far away I'm in. I'm probably like 80 feet away from this thing. Okay. It's going to go over, pick up that statue. Uh-huh. I'm going to be rolling out the portable hole. Okay. And then it's going to pluck can that up. Can you do both at the same time? Yeah, I can concentrate and do that at the same time. Okay. Yeah, cuz you're only casting one spell that requires concentration. Okay. And then basically Roscoe is if he sees the dragon wakes up, then he's going to cast the portal right away. Okay. And then, uh, I hope that fucking works, by the way. And then, um, maybe we should have Dimwit open it. That's the only reason why I said he's very proficient in it. Let's get Dimwit to you do it. You have the stones? <clears throat> I have the stones. Yeah, yeah, as long as he doesn't have the stones and the portal. Uh, that's fine. I thought you meant, like, you got the stones to try and open this portal. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the Kabul. <laughs> the cajones in here. All right, you want to give it back to Mitch? Yeah, here you go, Mitch. I want you to open the portal for us. When, if you see the dragon wake up, or when we are safely away from the dragon with the statue in the portable hole. Do you follow? He says he follows. All right. So He's then, practically vibrating with anticipation. So I'm going to bring that statue back. If the dragon wakes up, we're going to bring that statue back real fast. Drop it in the hole. Run as fast as we can. Let's do this. 
friends of VGAT. Hello, greetings, salutations. Are you enjoying listening to this debate? I figured I would break in here before they actually embark on their plan, just so I'm not interrupting anything. I don't have anything too exciting to put out there for this week. I feel like I just recorded the mid-roll for the last episode. Like, you know, maybe I didn't give things enough time to stew in between, not enough time for stuff to happen. Instead of news, I'll say thank you to all of our Patreon patrons, Kofi supporters, those following us on Twitter, and just, in general, all of you listening to us. I know I say it all the time, but I'm super grateful that so many people find us entertaining. I don't think anyone is going to be quitting their day job anytime soon, but your support has really helped us get some cool stuff done so far. And even though it's almost 90 episodes now, I still look at the download numbers all the time. You know, for a while after we released, we would see whole days go by without anybody downloading an episode, so the steady pace we have these days is greatly appreciated. So thanks to all of you. One other special message was to say happy birthday, if slightly late, to Miat. It was your birthday recently, Miat. I should have put this in the last mid-roll, but I didn't. Did you have a good day? We all hope you did, Miat. And that's what I've got for this week, folks. Let's get back into this heisty action. All right. So you have cast Victor's Magnificent Fist. It silently glides through the air as it is just a giant floating magical fist. So there's no chance of anybody waking up with that. It delicately reaches down and pinches the gold sculpture that you are trying to pick up. I'm assuming you are rolling out the portable hole at this point. I am. Uh, That is a big silk cloth, so that's not going to make any noise. As you pick up the sculpture, let's see what happens. On a critical failure, which is a roll of a one... There was significantly more treasure balled and based up around the bottom of this sculpture than you uh, anticipated from your position at the back of the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. As you lift up the sculpture, a large array of gems and gold coins and whatnot begin raining down from the base of this statue, making quite the cacophony. Cacophony? (laughs) Cacophony. 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 Uh, hey, let's get some cack in there. <laughs> get your cacophony over here. And we're going to roll a perception roll for this sleeping dragon. I'm going to do what I did earlier, which was roll with disadvantage because it was asleep. And uh, let's say it's going to hear this if it rolls a 19 or above. Okay, okay, okay. This guy's got a perception of 16, by the way. 3 plus 16 is 19. Oh, he did it. You see the enormous wagon wheel-sized eye of Cryphalex the dragon snap open. And then the big lizard eye, you know, the big slit narrows down, focusing on the tinkling of treasure as it rolls away from the base of the sculpture. This dragon is now awake. Open up. And Melvin, you would have been around the corner. So why don't you 
Uh, let's do this as just a, a stealth versus its perception. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll. Uh, oh, hi. I don't think you're going to beat a 29. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hi. It, it's gonna... No, I, there's no way I can beat that. Okay. Like, you cannot beat it? No, there's no way. I rolled a... Uh, 25. Wow. Ah, close as it could have been. Yeah. You are sneaky, Melvin, but you are not that sneaky. I'm picturing the sort of cinematic view here of, like... The floating statue, the treasure raining down from it, and a single gold coin rolling, mirroring the image from earlier of the coin you illusory uh, placed in the hallway for those kobolds, tinking and rolling down this mountain of treasure, which draws the dragon's eye to Crocs, and then pants, and then a bomber jacket, and then locks eyes with a Melvin. Match up in the goddamn door. (laughs) Let us... Roll for initiative. So, do we know at this point that the dragon is awake? Is he making any big sounds and dragon noises? Um, I am going to roll when it gets to Mitch's turn to see if he notices if it's awake. I think Melvin's the only one that's like around the corner, so unless you can smell his pants getting filled. <laughs> Which you can't because <laughs> I don't poop my pants. Yeah. You pooped around the dimension. <laughs> I, poop, I poop so hard. It's it's like what the, a blowout. <laughs> <laughs> From the steel. Got the hot snakes around the portal. <laughs> hot snakes. Cryfolex is going to roll a 10 for initiative. Do we get any bonus that, you know, mm-hmm. we were awake and not sleeping? Advantage to uh, GDP. Uh, no, you guys lost the element of surprise when you woke this dragon up. Surprise, you're awake now. Hey, buddy. Welcome to the world. All right, so in this instance... Oh, you know what? Now I'm going to have everybody roll for initiative again here, and I'm going to roll for Mitch first. Mitch rolls on up a 12. Roscoe? Six. Six. Can you get a six? That's the lowest possible thing I can get. All right. Colvin. Uh, Nine. You're effed. <laughs> Melvin. Uh, Thirteen. It makes sense since like we were the last ones to know, so... What did you get? Nine. Uh-oh. All right. Melvin, you get to be the first to act, followed by Mitch, then Kryphalex, then Colvic, then Roscoe. Oh, bitch. Uh, so do can I get this treasure back to me? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that it's still your first thought. <laughs> are you are you like like quietly whispering sorry over and over again as you stare down this dragon and steal its treasure? Yeah, I'm gonna. That's gonna cost you what you can do this round. But yes, you can get this. Uh, you can hover this treasure back over to you. What <laughs> is that? I mean, when what you what else are you gonna do? Tell Mitch to open the fucking door. Well, I mean, it's his turn next. Well, I'm I... doing that telepathically anyway, but it is Mitch's next turn. Yeah. But the question is, is that I can't do any. I'm after anyway because because you... of turn order, you can't have the the portal won't be open yeah. until your next turn. Unless you can do something to help us, kind of thing. I mean, it's kind of. So right now we're kind of like between, like we're a, there's like a pillar. Yeah. 
Get your shit back. Why not? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a that. good day to die. <laughs> oh, I want that treasure. Do you, do you remember? Do you remember that time when I was first moving into this place, and we were stopped at that intersection, like gonna go left in a Home Depot, and I was just like, shit, 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 shit. And you were like, what are you talking about? And there was a lady in an electric wheelchair just rolling through <laughs> against the red light in her wheelchair, and like there was a car, and I could see the car coming from behind us going 30 miles an hour, <laughs> and that's all I could think was this person in their wheelchair just rolling through the intersection against the light. It's like, ah, it's a good day to die! Anyway, what would you like to do with your turn? <laughs> Fart up on out of here. Quick decisions, man. You got six seconds to do this. Um, I think I'm going to drop the treasure. And I'm instead going to cast a greater image and create a barrier between the, between the two pillars that were kind of looking at this dragon through right now okay yeah so it's not really like a pillar one of them is a pillar the other one is a uh like just the cavern wall but i see what you're talking about so let me draw that on the map and that can be up to 20 feet so where that yellow line just appeared can you see that let's try red right now i say yellow kind of like that um let me think here because uh, i mean how this cavern's pretty tall right it is all right i mean i'm not gonna create like <laughs> like a 20 feet thing that this guy can just like walk over yeah i mean this like the big you know neck and whatnot of a dragon it's just going to be able that's like a kitty gate to it right so what i really want to do is like i need um i need like a barrier that comes like over top of us that's really what i need it kind of starts between like the the wo- cavern wall and a pillar but it basically extends over top of us. You're trying to like band shell you guys? Yeah. Is that what I'm, is that, I'm imagining like some kind of, what did you say, a band shell? Yeah, like a band shell in a park, you know, like a big, oh, yeah, yeah. a curved dome. That's right. But open on the side that you guys are on. Yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. Delete this guy and let's move this one. I'm just going to leave this red line like about. Yay, just to sort of signify that there's something there. So you guys have a somewhat layer of protection out in front of you. So the the treasure drops to the ground, rolls to a halt, the hand disappears, and Melvin casts a uh, big adamantine uh, shell sort of around you guys. That all sound right? As well as basically saying fuck 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 in brain space okay all right um so it is over to mitch's turn mitch is mitch not sufficiently stunned so mitch is capable of opening up the portal which he does and you guys now have a portal let me draw that as a line on this little map here Let's draw this in this delightful blue color. Ooh. Ah. So there is now, in front of Mitch, a portal. And uh, he, you know, like, says the magic word, snaps his wrist, the portal opens up out of thin air, and you now have an escape route 
that takes you back to sort of like the courtyard in front of uh, Chad's palace. Okay. Does Mitch go through it? Uh, yeah, Mitch goes through it. He's got an, he's got movement on his turn. So Mitch is safely to the other side of the portal and starts like vigorously hand-waving for you guys to follow him through. It is now Cryphalex's turn. Uh, Cryphalex has 80 feet of flying movement. Wow. Uh, so... A lot of uh, effing movement. Cryphalex is going to get around to about the side where that Banshell is. Uh, wait, let's see. How much space did that actually take? That took about 70 feet. Um, hmm. I'm giving you a strong benefit of the doubt on this shell and how far it extends. So let's say... Extend. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You've erected a fine barrier. <laughs> uh, but let's just see. All right, it's not able to. So Kolvik, Melvin, and Roscoe, you guys here, pounding and banging and slashing, as well as a scream of rage, unlike anything you have ever heard before, as she bashes against this dome and begins looking for a way around it. Beachel, dragon. Uh, Kolvik, it is now your turn. Super pissed. Super pissed right now. You are? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I said, pretty much screaming, God damn it, Melvin! And just like, just pretty much just like enraged. And like, I wanted to get out of here so bad. And here we are with this dragon. And so, um, could I possibly, uh... That's a good time to fuck around, so... Yeah. Yeah, right. Good right. <laughs> Can I possibly uh, pick up Melvin right now, since he's the closest one to me with my strength? Um, I want to pick up Melvin and bring him to the hole with me. I'm going to say this, so you don't have time to like brace him or prepare him for this sufficiently. So if you pick him up and run with him, you have more than adequate strength to do that. Yeah. But you may shake his concentration. At this point, it really doesn't matter. Just because we have kobolds, and then we have uh, Roscoe. And his, that'd be his turn next, and he'd be sufficiently enough to run. And so, uh, well, I'd, it doesn't really matter, because Melvin would be able to dive in first, huh? Before the the dragon couldn't really do anything. That'd be, that'd be my own... We'll thing. see! <laughs> I know, that's the thing. I mean, what can the dragon do next? That's, that's the biggest thing. So, are there kobolds? Um, yeah. Uh, their kobolds are in the turn order tracker still for a reason, but there are no kobolds near you right now. Yeah. I mean, for shits and giggles, I would see Melvin by me, and I would try to get him out with me. Okay. So you grab Melvin, and you pick him up. Uh, let me see here. You're going to need to make a... We don't often do this, and we should do it more often because... Well, I, I mean, just... I. Just a second. I am so sorry. Do we still have the treasure on hand? I mean, is no. That... I had I had to drop it. You had to drop it. Okay, yeah. I'm dr- I'm grabbing Melvin and running. Okay. I wish I had it though. Yeah, me too. But I had to drop it. Concentration drop. So the only thing holding it up is the shield right now, which isn't doing a whole lot of anything. Cause 
if he can do another attack, it'd be against Roscoe. Alright, so Melvin, I need you to make a uh, I'm gonna call this a I'm gonna call it a DC twelve constitution saving throw to maintain your concentration on this dome of protection. Alright. That would be a fifteen. Alright, so you are able to continue concentrating on this spell as <laughs> as Kolvik licks uh, lifts yeah. you up like Emperor <laughs> Palpatine <me> style. <laughs> I was picturing, like, when Darth Vader's got the Emperor and he's going to throw him in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Melvin's, just, Melvin's just fucking shooting sparks out of his hands up at the walls. Uh-huh. Yeah, so so you pick him up and you start running? Yeah, booking it towards this portal. All right, you've got um, 30 feet, which is enough to make it in there. Yep. And you drag Melvin with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do do Kobolds in the distance on their turn hear the screams and cries of their master and begin running towards the scene. Roscoe, it is now your turn. You're the only one left on the side of the hole. <laughs> also, does the does my illusion vanish because I went through the portal? Uh, you, there's still like a pathway back to it, so I'm gonna say it stands up. Okay. Um, oh, like I can see it through the portal or something. Roscoe, can you... I'm going to have you make me just a quick perception roll. 11. All right, so um, you see that the portable hole is still on the ground. Because you unfurled that, right, Melvin? Mm-hmm. And you didn't oh. tell me anything about picking it up. God damn it. Uh, so it's there. Where is it? It's over by the treasure, right? No, um, it was right by... It was right where I just was because yeah, I was bringing the treasure to the portable hole. So, so, I mean, it's right where you work. So, I mean, like... Basically, you would have to run 10 feet back, use your action to pick it up and deactivate it, and then use another 20 feet to get through the hole. You would get just to the other side of this portal. Oh, no worries. That's exactly what I'll do. All right. So, you are just inside of the portal, and then we move into round two. Melvin, you're on the other side of this portal. You now have... Well, 24 seconds remaining. Um, I'm going to change the nature of my illusion and basically just... Well, can this portal be accessed from both sides of it? No, it's one side. It would pe- it would appear as just like a solid blackness on the back of it. Okay. So I'm just going to move it up so it's basically just a impenetrable wall in front of the portal. Encasing this portal. Yep. All right. So with that wise, wise decision, because yeah, the next thing that was going to happen was this thing that was going to blow its breath weapon through <laughs> yeah, the wall. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as you encase around this portal, you do hear the enormous, roaring, rage-filled screams of Cryphalex as she claws at this thing, just furious at the thought of any intruder making, her wa- making their way into her lair and then escaping alive. And for the remaining 24 seconds, there is, like, you can see this metal, like, heating up from the breath weapon and, like, slowly beginning to melt. And then suddenly the portal pops out of existence. I'm totally going to just, like, put my heart, my hands up, like, Drax style. <laughs> Invincible! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mitch is just looking at you guys and is, like, kind of heaving. He's like, oh, well... <laughs> Well, that is uh, certainly... Ooh, oh, wow. <laughs> Having a time, Mitch? <laughs> oh, oh, 
I may, I may have found a taste for adventuring. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh wow. And the four of you have managed to successfully, heist style, slip in and out of the lair of an ancient red dragon, retrieving for Mitch and for Chad the eyes of Zur. Nice. High five. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do a like kind of a hard punch like against Melvin like just against his arm I'm like you mother clucker <laughs> what are you, you thinking son <laughs> you son of a bitch how are you I'm just like what are you thinking imagine how sweet that would have died. Been. I can't believe you rolled a one on that for the perception for the treasure mm-hmm. uh. that was... well that was just for like the the like you know picking it up and whether or not it made noise basically yeah that was a that was a perfect time for a critical failure after everything else. <laughs> oh, let's go back. <laughs> I was really hoping that I would have rolled poorly enough that like when Roscoe was like all the way on the other side of it, we would have been really effed in the bees. Yeah. I think we could have beat it. Uh, you would have been screwed. Yeah, I don't think we could have beat that thing, honestly. You would have been so dead. We, we would have just left. <laughs> <laughs> we totally would have left. Looks like Gracie's part of the party. Huh? <laughs> You're just promoting other people. Battlefield promotion. Perfect <laughs> zero. Well, gentlemen. Level 16 has finally arrived. What a glorious, glorious day, and what a, what a great level. It, it does so many great things for you. Roscoe, why don't you start off summarizing your level for us? All right. I increased my ability score by one in two different... What would you call them? Yes, attributes. <laughs> <laughs> Nuclear. Yeah. We're I, barely holding on to our D&D podcast credentials. <laughs> like. <laughs> the facade of D&D is like the doily on our fucking end table of poop jokes. Increased my constitution by one to 14 plus two. And increased my intelligence by one to 16 for plus three. Nice. And then I rolled a five for hit points. Plus my two constitution. My newly two constitution. Now I have a total of 101 hit points. Did you do, um, like, I don't know what the right way to put it is. Did you, like, backdate your hit points? Because, like, your, when your constitution modifier goes up, you get an extra hit point for all of the levels. All of the levels? Yep. No, I did not know that. So you would get an additional 15 hit points. Is Woo! that for everyone? If your constitution goes up, your hit points go up accordingly. So that makes me a 116 hit points. Ha! Damn. Oh, yeah. oh, damn. Okay, that's pretty cool. Did yeah. not know about that one. Invincible. So uh, we'll go ahead and figure out the other times I probably could have done, but didn't. Oh, no, we should hash it out right now. <laughs> Slowly and meticulously. Yep. That's what the fans want to hear. That hot shit. <laughs> well, I mean, we have a recording of everything, so we could go back and actually tally up what your hit points should be. Oh my god, can you imagine doing that? Well, honestly, yes. Roscoe, is that everything? That's everything. Kolvik, 
tell us about your level. Well, with my level, I went ahead and rolled the good old dice and got six more hit points, but learned about a cool new constitution. Once that's raised one, I get to go ahead and do it for every subsequent level. Every previous level. Previous. I, don't, I used the wrong word. It is retroactive. That was retroactive. The failing to find That's earlier. the one I was looking for, yeah. And so that's going to be an extra 15 points as well on top of that for a grand total of 105. Kablow. Kablow. Mm-hmm. And because of that sweet armor class bump that I got last time to armor class 22, I took the uh, Mage Slayer feat. So a lot of it is within proximity of a caster. A lot of cool things happen within five feet. You cast a spell. You can use your reaction to make a melee attack against that creature who casts a spell. Uh, you can damage creature that is has a concentration on... I don't know what I put there. The uh, creature has disadvantage on saving throws as long as he has concentration. And you can ad have advantage on saving throws against spells cast by the creature within five feet of you. Pretty sweet. As soon as you selected Mage Slayer, my first thought was, oh... Melvin Slayer. Yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> oh, I know a mage. <laughs> there has been kind of a, a rift going between me and Melvin, so maybe it's kind of a subconscious choice. Uh, specifically on page 15 of the player's handbook, by the by, when your constitution modifier increases by one, your hit point maximum increases by one for each level you have attained. For example, when Bruner reaches the eighth level as a fighter, he increases his constitution score from 17 to 18, Thus increasing his constitution modifier from plus three to plus four. His hit point maximum then increases by eight. So it is a uh, rule official thing that happens when you get that shit up. It also applies, by the way, if you happen to find a, you know, a ring or a helmet or whatever that gives your constitution a, a bump. Right on. Does that successfully complete your level? Excellent. Melvin, tell us all about your level. I'm level 16 now. And I'm Eric. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I thought of. <laughs> I'm Eric. I rolled for my hit points this round, but I still ended up with the same average six hit points. I feel like for your luck, the, f the fact that you're rolling and hitting the average is pretty stellar. I'm getting pretty adventurous here. I, instead of uh, this, uh, instead of taking the ability skill points i decided to take a feat and i took the alert feat and that's going to give me plus five bonus to my initiative i cannot be surprised when i'm conscious and other creatures will not gain advantage on me as a result of them being hidden from me and that's basically it cool cool so no more trying to surprise you i'm unsurprisable ah! <laughs> oh god <laughs> Melvin the nonplussed <laughs> You didn't change any spells or anything Not really no So you guys have returned to Chad's domain And Chad's castle here And Mitch has excused himself to go clean himself up, settled you guys in, let you guys clean yourselves up as well. You spend sort of a 
quiet, relaxed afternoon hanging out here up in Chad's Manor. After a few hours, Mitch comes and fetches you guys and he says, well, uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's get on to dinner here. And he escorts the three of you to uh, down out of the castle area and into what, if you recall, was uh, an area of the, an area of Pereprio called the Estates. And kind of walks you off to the, to the north a little bit, or rather, what would that be? That would be the, why am I fucking that up? To the south, I think that would be. Anyway, it doesn't fucking matter. You guys don't care. I don't have a map for you anyway. He walks you to a particular estate and through the front gates, through the property, and into the house. And the yard and whatnot, as you had walked through it, looked like a little overgrown. Um, not terribly well tended to. And then you get into the building and there's more signs of not necessarily outright neglect, but all the furniture is covered in cloths. There's a layer of dust on everything. Definitely looks like not a lot of people have been here in a long time. You pass through several hallways, several large rooms, ballrooms, all the rest of that fun stuff. It's a, it's a very large house. And then out into the backyard. You find yourself in a spot where you're looking out at a, a very large grass and, um, I was going to say concrete, but that's not the right thing. There'd be like stone walkways and shit like that. Uh, again, somewhat unkempt. The grass is a little bit long. Um, and you, there's like a table sitting out there. It beckons you guys to the table. You all sit down. There's a, a very nice, uh, light dinner spread laid out. Some, you know, fucking cold cuts and cheeses and fruits and bread and shit like that. Uh, another bowl of raisins out there for Kolvik, even though we all know he's going to reject it. You're looking out over where you are. There's like one of those, uh, what the fuck do you call that? A topiary garden uh, down on the level below. Again, sort of unkempt. You can tell that it's been not kept up, but like a pretty big like maze and, you know, all the fancy sculptures and whatnot. And that's looking out over the city of Periprio itself, where, you, you know, kind of that main drag that I talked about that goes out to the wall. You can see the signs of people and industry and what have you out there. And you guys make some light conversation with Mitch. He's, like, fucking pumped. Like, this dude had maybe the best day of his life with you guys. Like, he is just ecstatic. And he's like, and you remember, like, oh, and then you, like, oh, and then Melvin was like, oh, and then he, like, oh. Like, he's, it's like listening to a six-year-old that got to run through Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for a day and a half by himself. Like, he is ecstatic about you guys letting him come on an adventure. You know, think about this regular old, uh, what did I say he was? He's like the administrative assistant that got to run the company for the day. <laughs> he almost fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't. You guys kept yeah, him safe. He is he a, him through. That was big. Uh, so after about 20 minutes of this, mercifully, Chad arrives. Uh, doesn't make a lot of pomp and circumstance out of it. He just sort of shows up and like, you know, waves hello to everybody. And, uh, Mitch kind of like stops his story when he sees Chad come up and Chad beckons him to continue the story. Episode 89, Bilbo Toscobble, was released on June 16th, 2019. As long as you keep coming back, we'll keep dumping out more 
Vége, 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 the very good adventuring team. <laughs>